0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. Hey, guys, it's Victory Monday, and this week one edition of Bear Up and Bear Down is brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures. Now head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook. Experts. This episode is also brought to you by Manscaped. 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of control from COVID to this never ending election cycle to a storm that knocked out power in my apartment for 10 days and everything else in between. Wildfires that are burning California separate from the country and uh, all up the West Coast, too, man. It's just, it's crazy. But there is one thing you can control. In this world of chaos, that's shaving your bush. Our p- sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The, the Lawnmower 3.0 is a waterproof, is also waterproof, and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever turns you on, sailor. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. And the Shears 2.0 nail kit also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. Not really going to be a problem for much longer. It's not that it's mid-September, but swamp ass is still a thing, especially if you live in in hell, or as most people call it, Florida. Uh, You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner. That's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. (laughs) I will. I definitely will. They may not because balls are their all their business, but I'll judge you for sure. Go to manscape.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off in free shipping with the code armchair at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. And here we go, guys. We're gonna try this different uh, format. See how it goes, uh, um, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. You know, it's uh, it's the Bear Up, Bear Down edition of the Week One Review episode of the Bear Sock Underground. So let's get to it. Was that game stressful enough for you? Because uh, I ended up having to go out to watch the game because for some reason here in the Cedar Rapids market, it was uh, Green Bay and Minnesota were the game that Fox was carrying. So (laughs) I had to go out uh, and find a place to to watch the game. I settled on Buffalo Wild Wings, and I damn near destroyed the table I was sitting at in the first three quarters of the game because it was mind-boggling to watch. I just... It was so frustrating. We were so bad on both sides of the ball. I mean, wait till you hear the knee-jerk reactions uh, tomorrow, guys. But uh, fourth quarter changed everything. It changed the outlook and the outcome uh, of the game, and uh, the arrow is definitely pointing up. Maybe not way, way up, but it's uh, definitely not uh, buried in the ground like an ostrich like it was going into uh, the fourth quarter when we're looking at a 23-6 to six deficit and nothing that we've seen from the team would, uh, would lead you to believe that a 21-point fourth-quarter comeback victory was even remotely possible. So uh, let's dive into these uh, bear-ups and bear-downs. Let's start on with the bear-up. We'll go simple with the bear-ups. Uh, bear-up to Cairo Santos. You know, perfect on his uh, field goal attempts, perfect on his... Uh, extra points and I, I know that's not so much a, a big deal but uh we are bear fans and we've dealt with quite a lot of uh quite a lot of bullshit when it comes to our kickers over the last uh, several years ever since we let uh robbie gold well actually even before we let robbie gold go he became mr unreliable all, all of a sudden or not not as dependable uh i would say you know missing field goals in clutch moments doinking extra points and uh so on and so forth kicking has been a situation for the bears for a long time after you know uh robbie gold solidified the position for almost a decade if not more so um yeah but to, to see a guy come in cairo santos in relief of uh eddie pinero who's uh, nursing i think a some kind of soft tissue injury i believe is on ir for the first three weeks uh of the uh, of the season and uh, cairo who himself was regarded at one time as one of the better kickers in the league until he had, like, a catastrophic groin injury and has slowly but surely kind of been trying to work his way back. He looked like the Cairo Santos of old. And, again, we didn't ask him to do much. We didn't have to, you know, kick a 55-yard field goal or or anything like that. But uh, everything that we needed him to do, uh, he did. So uh, bear up to Cairo Santos, way to kick off uh, 2020 um bear down to uh jimmy graham now he ended up scoring a touchdown uh in the fourth quarter uh he almost had a second one um but he stopped just short uh was pulled down at about the one one and a half uh yard line so it's like everybody's play went up exponentially in the fourth quarter including this guy but in the first three quarters of the ball game you know like missed time to jump dropped a pass that he should have caught would have been a first down uh for us the one that was uh, that should have been a touchdown I think in the in the third quarter that wasn't his fault I mean it was Mitch just didn't put it in the right spot he got his finger barely got his fingertips on it so I put that more on the throw than I do with do with Graham but you know a very inauspicious debut uh for Jimmy Graham and and a lot of Bear fans weren't excited about him uh, getting signed uh, to begin with, nobody played well in the first three quarters, so it's you know not not all the way fair that I'm picking on on Jimmy Graham because nobody played well in those uh, first 45 minutes, but um, he was kind of standing out as uh, somebody who wasn't really you know worth his stock uh, up to that point. Uh, fourth quarter that changed across the board, offense, defense, uh, everything uh, was so much better, and that's why we ended up uh, winning the game. Uh, let's stick with the Bear Downs. Bear down to Mitch. Mitch Trubisky from the first through the third quarter. He was abysmal uh, in the first three quarters. I mean, wait till you hear the knee-jerk reactions uh, in the review tomorrow. Uh, at halftime, I was done. I was absolutely done. I, after sitting through him and his neuroticness throughout 2019, the schizophrenic guy that could hit the you know, hit the uh, just, you know, hit a fly in an, in the ass with a with a dead shot, one throw and then moon sail it over a wide receivers head by 15 yards on the next one. I, I'm, I was like, I don't want to do this again. We sat and suffered through all of this last year when we have Nick Foles, who is an absolute better option than Chase Daniel. And, uh, you know, it just he's not a head case like Mitch appeared to be. And, you know, it just it like there was there was there's not going to be any patience. There is not going to be any leash. There's just going to be him standing on the draw, uh you know, on the on the drop door and us pulling the lever. It's just like we're we're not going to sit through this again. Like there will be outcry and outrage from Bear fans if like we come out next week against the Giants. And early on, Mitch looks like the Mitch of the first through third quarters. Uh, in, in the Lions game, they will be screaming for Nick Foles uh, to come into the game because most of us practically were during this game. And I know some people are out there apologizing for Mitch, saying, well, there were guys dropping balls and, and things like that. No, Mitch was genuinely horrible in the first three quarters. He genuinely was terrible. You know, he, he was he was indecisive. He wasn't seeing the field. You'll see me, you hear me say this in the New Jerk reactions. He wasn't looking in the field. He wasn't taking what the defense was giving him. There were at least a handful of different opportunities when he could have run the football, broke the pocket, and ran, whether whether he started to roll out or just took the ball and ran upfield, which he is actually really, really good at. And instead, he just sat back there, sat back there, sat back there, waiting for someone to get open it 's like mitch it 's not happening, dude, either throw it away or run the ball, and he would just hang on, hang on, hang on, and then try to muscle a throw into somebody and it just it, it would be inaccurate it wouldn't be dead on, and all that kind of stuff it was He was a disaster, first quarter through the third quarter, and it was it was it was so, so frustrating to watch I mean, my God. After, it's just like after 2019, no Bear fan is going to want to be patient anymore. We're not going to want to be patient anymore. And not because we're all huge Nick Foles fans. It's because we know that the window for this team to succeed is only so wide, and we are wasting it on him if he's going to keep playing like that. On the inverse, Bear up, fourth quarter Mitch. That's the guy that I think we drafted to be the second overall pick uh in 2017 8 of 10 89 yards three touchdowns a big 20 yard rush uh at one point literally everything he wasn't doing in the first three quarters of the game he finally brought it all together uh in the fourth quarter to help lead this comeback uh and this uh in into this uh into this victory it was it was fantastic to watch and uh it was fun to watch cuz the first three quarters man it's like if this is how the season is going, uh, you know, 2020 really is the worst year ever. It really is. We, 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 we didn't get to see this team play at all, and it just felt like week one of 2019 all over again where the, the overwhelming sentiment going a- after that game was we've waited all this time for this. You know, like after the way the 2018 season ended so disappointingly, and you know we just couldn't wait to get back at it in 2019 to right the wrong of losing in the postseason to the Eagles and and reestablish ourselves and 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 reclaim our spot in the NFC North and this time make it to the second round or the third round or to the Super Bowl and everything and then Week One national TV against the Packers. That's what we got. And it really felt like that happened all over again with no offseason, no, no OTAs, no mini camps, no training camp, essentially, uh, as far as, you know, fans being able to see no preseason games. We've literally, you know, the team has been shielded from us all this time and we finally get to see them. We finally get to see them play. And this is what they give us. That we like we've waited all this time since the end of December up until now all this time for this and but in the fourth quarter, Mitch was the hero. Mitch comes back three touchdowns, like a one forty something quarterback rating, and saved his absolute best throw uh, for last. The throw to Anthony Miller was an absolute dime, a uh, fantastic catch from Anthony Miller. Uh, to bring it in and to hang on to it as he goes to the ground uh and everything. So while we're at it, bear up to Anthony Miller. Uh, made some big, big catches uh in the fourth quarter uh when he was victimized earlier in the game by Mitch and in, in his inaccuracies uh and whatnot. That was tough to watch. But uh, you know, stepped up in the in in big time in the end and that catch uh for the for what turned out to be the game winning touchdown, that's you know that's why we gave up the future second round pick to to move back into the 2018 draft to take him that was absolutely why that's that's the Anthony Miller we've been waiting to see so uh, kudos to Anthony man that was a fantastic fantastic effort a great catch and uh, turned out to be the game winner Uh, let's go back to bear down bear down to the pass blocking for the offensive line now I don't know if I mean, it's week one, so we're gonna have overreactions across the board. I mean, hence me already saying that I wanted to take uh, Mitch Trubisky and push him off a cliff. Uh, it just, uh, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to do it. I really don't. I, I don't have the patience for it, and I certainly didn't have it uh, today. But, um, you know, it, it's. I don't know if it's, it's if it's week one and everybody's getting their bearings and you know first game time action uh, of 2020 there's going to be growing pains for everybody despite your experience level in this league but the pass blocking at times was tough and it only complicated things for Mitch because it just seems at times the game is too fast for him and he starts thinking in those situations when he's under pressure he starts thinking you can you can literally see, see the wheels, wheels turning uh, in his head, when he's under pressure, you see him kind of panic a little bit. He doesn't necessarily get happy feet because he does move around very well uh, in the pocket, but he does panic. He does panic and uh, he ended up uh, uh, fumbling the football in a fu- key moment. Um, that, uh, you know, thank God for Charles Leno, who probably let the guy by that, that ended up getting Mitch um, because Charles Leno is still Charles Leno after all. But uh, thanks for Charles Leno recovered the fumble. So it only ended up being fourth and 41 as opposed to first and 10 for the for the Lions on the short side of the field there. So um, but the pass blocking, they got some work to do there on the inverse bear up to Juan Castillo because we brought Juan Castillo in mainly to help us with our run blocking and our running football game and running the bu- running the ball today was outstanding uh it really was David Montgomery like four and a half yards a carry uh Cordero Patterson when he touched the football nearly five yards a carry Tariq Cohen I think had in his limited carries had like seven yards a carry and what I really liked what I loved actually as a former offensive lineman myself was watching us play on the other side of the line of scrimmage our running backs had natural open lanes to run through as opposed to bear, you know, getting mauled the second that they touch the football. I mean, David Montgomery was super productive today in the fact that he was able to get on the other side of the line of scrimmage before getting contact, as opposed to constantly running into a brick wall uh, in 2019. Uh, you know that that joke that I repeated a hundred times from Brett Coleman saying that, you know, David Montgomery has some of the most amazing, breathtaking three-yard runs in NFL history. I think if the offensive line keeps it up as far as that running is concerned, we're going to see a lot of 100-yard days uh, for David Montgomery. We're going to see a lot of 100-yard days plus for the offense in general, and that will eventually really start to help the offense. Because how many times last year did we talk about if we only had a running game, that would take some of the pressure off of Mitch. We wouldn't have to rely on him throwing the football 50 times a game and things like that. I mean, hey, today, even though we had to basically mainly throw the football in the fourth quarter, Mitch only threw 36 passes today. And that's because, A, we ran the football well, and B, Nagy, Laser, whoever was responsible for it, stuck with the run we actually were patient with it and allowed the process to continue as opposed to seeing one run get zero or negative yards and then just ripping the run game out of the game plan and going forward uh from there so we were patient with the run and i'm sold on juan castillo i mean i know we're one game in so maybe this is just overreaction monday but I'm sold on Juan Castillo because the Bears made a huge gamble of not making any changes to the personnel itself. We got rid of Harry Heestand, We went out and get Juan Castillo thinking that coaching, uh, you know, or maybe just the you know the, the blocking scheme or whatever is what needed to be altered. One game in, it's the same five guys that were, tw- you know, well, five, four out of the five anyway. But, you know, let's just be honest. Juan Castillo polished the turd that was the offensive line and in, in their run blocking. They looked really, really good today, and I was really, really pleased. Uh, as, as a former offensive lineman and as a lifelong Bears fan, that's how the Bears, that's their reputation, running the football and playing defense. We haven't run the football for a while now. And to see David Montgomery uh, basically have plus, plus on the plus side of every run was sa- very, very satisfying. Very, very satisfying. All right, Bear Down. Uh, Danny Trevathan uh Danny Trevathan is uh, I think regressing uh as a player again one game in overreaction Monday but he uh, he definitely didn't look like the guy that um that deserved the spot over Nick Kwiatkowski uh I like I said I I I preferred Kwiatkowski he we developed him he he turned into a player that was you know worthy of a starting position and and I thought that we should have gone that way especially to pair him up with Roquan Smith and have two young stud linebackers together kind of like our next Briggs and Erlacher duo uh instead we decided to stick with uh, Trevathan and and the intangibles were there he's a leader the team loves him uh you know he's a, he's a you know a veteran he's been to the Super Bowl and and all that kind of stuff but he became a liability in pass coverage. The the Lions definitely exposed him a few times, uh especially in the second and third quarters uh when we're trying to block tight or trying to cover uh tight ends. He was incapable uh of that, but you know, was not pleased with Danny Trevathan at all uh throughout this football game. And um now let's just go ahead and finish it off. Bear down to the defense in general actually from this in the in especially in the second and third quarter or actually more so like the entire third quarter and the last few minutes of the second Uh, you know the the the, the last drive of the second quarter the first drive of the third quarter were touchdown drives and then they they drove the length of the field again and had to settle for a field goal which is how we went from six to six to twenty three to six in three drives I mean they just they just rattled off 17 unanswered points and the Bears playing the way that they were on offense, the defense wasn't doing us any favors, and the next thing you know, we're looking at a three-score deficit in the fourth quarter for an offense that didn't seem capable of putting one touchdown on the board, let alone two or three. And, um, you know, more specifically, the pass rush was not very good today. I mean, how disappointing was it that the ankle injury for Robert Quinn kept him out because that was definitely something that was missing. It wasn't so much that... uh, you know, Khalil Mack was being double and triple teamed, and we needed somebody else to step up. It just wasn't there across the board. I mean, Akeem Hicks is healthy, and he's out there, and that used to be enough to have Hicks and Mack on the field together. That used to be enough to to stimulate a pass rush. Uh, we did get a sack when it counted. Akeem Hicks got one late in the fourth, uh, fourth quarter to stall out another D- Detroit drive, but... Overall, in general, throughout the game, even in the fourth quarter when the defense was finally getting stops, the pass rush just was not there. It was not there. Now, I don't know if that was if that's ring rust. Uh, you know, no one's seen any real game action. I don't give a damn what you say about reps and practice uh, and all. It's it's nonsense. There's nothing that will substitute actual game action, actual reps against another team, uh, you know, that, you, that are not your teammates, that you don't give a shit what happens to them uh you know you you hurt this guy and not that you're out into intentionally hurt anybody but you're out to destroy and annihilate your enemy you're not going to do that in practice you're just not so i don't know if it had anything to do with that i'm sure that's being taken into consideration across the league because there were some bad performances across the league some surprisingly good performances some surprise wins some surprise losses uh today and it all needs to kind of be taken with a grain of salt because it's week one. And this year especially, it's the first game action for anybody this year. So, you know, it, it's just, like I mean, the Jaguars won. Well, how, how much have we been talking poorly about the Jaguars and they beat the Colts today? Just like what happened there? You know, they put up 27 points and, and look like a good football team. Was that just them being more ready for week one than Indianapolis was and it comes crashing back down to reality as we go throughout the year? Or are the Jags really going to surprise some people this year? Who knows? But, you know, the defense in general and especially the the pass rush was especially disappointing. Uh, It was getting difficult uh, to watch, and thankfully they stepped up because bear up to our fourth quarter defense. The pass rush wasn't there, but everything else was everything else was we were getting stops we were making tackles you know we were missing tackles and letting guys get by us uh before we were letting adrian peterson look like it was 2007 in his rookie year again uh you know he's only been on the team for four days and he cut us up for nearly 100 yards uh today but in the fourth quarter we're we're getting stops we're getting the football back uh in the offense's hands we generated a turnover and we, you know, Like I said, we got our first sack of the game in a key moment uh, in the fourth quarter. They stepped up. Everybody did. I've said it 100 times already. Everybody stepped up in the fourth quarter. And the defense, while they weren't able to get the pass rush that they needed to have throughout the football game, especially against uh, Stafford, they were getting the stops that we needed to get us the football back in the fourth quarter that allowed the offense to do what they needed to do uh, to win the game. All right, it's all bear-ups bear, up, bear ups from here on out. Uh, speaking of the turnover, bear-up to Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller. Jalen Johnson, our rookie second-round pick, uh, starting day one uh, in the NFL, uh, was getting picked on a bit in the second and third quarters, but then again, as I've already said a thousand times, nobody played well in the second or third quarter. But we're seeing right away why everyone was so high on him, why he's our our day one starter, and uh, you know, coming in and just performing uh, right out of the gate. It was awesome to see. And then in the fourth quarter, it was him that stuck his arm in front of the receiver to ricochet the ball into the air. Kyle Fuller, Mr. Johnny on the spot, comes down with the interception, which set up the game-winning touchdown drive. So bear up to those guys uh, for sticking in there, for sticking with it, and bear up to the rookie for making the biggest play of the game on defense uh, in his uh, debut. Uh, bear up to Darnell Mooney. Statistics weren't sexy, but all I've been hearing about is how he's been one of the bright spots in camp. He looked damn good in his uh, in his opportunities uh, on Sunday. I was very impressed uh, with Darnell Mooney. You know, it's uh, something about Ryan Pace and the fifth round. The guy can just find people. Jordan Howard, Bilal Nichols, now Darnell Mooney uh you know maybe we should trade all our picks and just we'll just take 10 picks in the fifth round and see how that shakes out for us uh who knows but darnell mooney did an outstanding job today in his limited duties uh bear up to david montgomery ran the football really really well and as i said before the offensive line actually did some work for him opened up some lanes so this kid and his toughness i love the way he runs the ball were able to uh grind out those uh those tough yards and and get 6 yards a carry as opposed to being that guy that's got 25 carries for 47 yards uh you know uh, like he did last year it was just it was mind numbing to watch uh at times and then uh finally i think that's everyone yeah finally uh bear up to Matt Nagy slash play caller is that still Matt Nagy i think that uh, i think that it is but you know as i stated earlier we stuck with the running game it was part of the game plan as opposed to what Nagy was doing last year over and over again where we would have this one drive that was nine nine plays, eight runs, and then we don't see the running game for the rest of the game. It was sprinkled in throughout the football game. And, and, and like I said before, when I was talking to Jeremy Reisman, when I was talking to Lauren Cox about uh, you know, uh, Nagy being kind of an emotional Play caller and and will guys like Juan Castillo and John D. Filippo, guys that he's worked with in the past, guy that he has a mutual respect for, uh, and Bill Lazor. Will they be able to talk him off the ledge? Will they be able to convince him to go one way or the other? Does he respect them enough to listen to them? And I think that we saw today that either he's changed his philosophy or he's listening to his. Uh, coaches or he trusts them enough to to take their advice and and stick with the running game because the running game looked good today and uh i I just can't say that enough for for as frustrating as the running game was in 2019 and even at times in 2018 it was really nice to be able to see us calmly and smoothly run the football to see our guys winning the battle up front uh, on the line of scrimmage and um yeah was very happy to see that and uh, bear up to to Nagy and or the play caller, whether it was him or Laser or Juan Castillo, since he's our run game coordinator and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, sticking with the run, blending it in, making it a natural part of the game plan, as opposed to something that just get shoehorned here uh, in, in a drive here, shoehorned in in a drive there, uh, that kind of thing. Just so we can say that we did try to run the football. Um, for it to be a natural part of the game plan was nice to was nice to see. And to not dread every time you see Mitch take the snap and reach back for the running back, oh, here we go, how bad is this going to be? No, it was nice because we were running things up the gut, so it's not like we had to go out wide uh, to gain yardage or do some silly trick oration or whatever. Something else we didn't see too much today. We saw it a couple of times, but we saw the Bears playing football, just lining them up and beating the guy in front of you. I enjoyed seeing that as opposed to Nagy. And his got to be the smartest guy in the room disease, where he he feels like he needs to trick the defense as opposed to just beating the defense. You know, he's got to trick them and catch them with their pants down, so we can have that huge play to get big points on the board uh, and things like that. Today, he just seemed like he was a a line them up and go get him uh, type of performance, and it and it worked. It ended up working out uh, in the fourth quarter. A lot of fun to see. So I think that's going to do it guys for bear up and bear down. Come back tomorrow. We're going to have our review with our knee jerk reactions, break down a, a little bit more of a deep dive on the analysis of the game itself. And, uh, yeah, those knee jerk reactions need to be hurt. They're all about two and a half minutes long and I'm all up in my feelings, especially first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Uh, you don't want to, uh, miss that. So, um, Real quick, uh, before we go, want to thank our sponsors BetOnline.ag and uh, Manscaped. Uh, use the arm, use the chair, um, the code Armchair to get twenty percent off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. And with BetOnline, they're your on sports online sportsbook experts. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. So uh, come on back tomorrow for the full-on Week 1 review. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.